You're listening to Nintendo Dads, episode 416, recorded on March 2nd, 2023. And on tonight's episode, we're going to talk about Pokemon Presents, or did they? We're going to talk about Mario Day switches and all kinds of other things coming out. Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope and lots more. We're joined by special guest Skinny Mats. Jesse, you know what to do. That's right, everybody. Come on in. Come on in. Sit down in your easy chair. Pick up your beverage of choice. Or if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Please don't. Please don't take your eyes off the road. It's Nintendo Dads. We're good. To, we're glad to be here with you tonight. It's kind of a weird night, uh, and it's not. We're not just saying that because Matt's here. Uh, you don't have to lie to me. It's okay. It's okay. We'll get around to you here in just a minute. But uh, it's a weird night because uh, we've got a, a, you know, Justin can't be here. Tim couldn't be here. Tim's sick. Uh, He's just had too much uh, fun this week celebrating National Weights and Measures Day. And it's just, he's overwhelmed. He's spent from all of the weights and weighting and measuring he's been doing. And uh, he, he, you know, he communicated earlier today. He's like, I just, I'm, I'm out. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. He couldn't um, wait anymore. He couldn't wait anymore. That's right. Wait him down. He, this week, I think we truly learned what a measure of a man is. Uh, and so joining me on the show uh, tonight is, however, Nintendo Dad's almost eight-year employee uh, of the year running, Jesse Waldack. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Someone in the uh, chat actually ex- explained how you can get your weight in slugs, if that is a measure. I don't know. I'm not getting measured in slugs. I'm not. That, that, that was uh, it, this whole thing all started with a uh, conversation in the last dinner table, and there was something about measuring wine or alcohol. I forget what it was that was. Uh, caught me off guard and it was oh yeah that's actually real but uh, I don't remember what that was but it was just it was not expected I think it was the buttload of wine actually yeah okay yeah that was yeah it. that's a real measure it was a buttload like, is a real measure it was something like 16 gallons yes, or is. 26 gallons it was like yeah it was a non-metric number of gallons that's all I know so next time you say, what do you got? Well, I brought a buttload of games. Just know that's an official measurement. And, you know, tonight on Nintendo Dads, we're going to talk about a buttload of games because we've got Mr. Weights and Measures himself. Skinny Matt. How you doing, buddy? Doing fine. Just, you know, I, I wasn't. They made sure I stayed away from Tim. I didn't get weighed down to show up. I'm going to make sure I measure up. Get everything all good to go, you know, and just enjoy. I get ready for this uh, nice little snowstorm. It's on our way up here. So yeah, you you guys like just keep getting it right, like snow after snow after snow, snow. ice, freezing rain. It's fun times up here. Yeah, you know, like I, I think I maybe I mentioned this uh, last Wednesday or, or Thursday or whatever. Like two two or three weeks ago, we uh, had ice on the ground and on the roads on Wednesday. The next week, we had severe weather and tornadoes. 
Last night, we had severe weather and tornadoes. Tomorrow, it's supposed to be severe weather and tornadoes. Like, schools down here are already closed. And I'm like, do you not realize that, like, 75% of the people down here live in a trailer park? Um, like, <laughs> what is it, What is their trailer going to do against a tornado that a school building couldn't do? Flip over? I, well, I mean, think about it. When we were young, they were like, oh, just go out in the hall and cover your head. You know, what's that going to do? The tornado is going to be like, oh, I can't. I'm sorry. I, I, I tried. I was going to blow your school down, but you're all covering your head, ducking in the hallway. Yeah. Did you ever have to do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the same thing of like, like if there if, a, if an atomic bomb explodes near get you, under your desk. Get, under, get under your desk. What's that do, teacher? Well, it means you can't see your impending doom. Uh, <laughs> You'll vaporize with the desk. Uh, uh, I wonder if there's a joke in the Fallout game about that. Did you see the Fallout mod, by the way, that no. came out a few weeks ago, the Fallout 4 mod uh, that was called the Realistic Mod? And basically what it was was the start of the game, but there's no way that you could make it to the blast shelter because you were just instantly vaporized. Like, you just ran out of your house. It was like, boom, and it game over. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah a, few weeks, a few weeks ago, we, we had a snow day. They called it Red Snow because that was the day of the Chiefs' victory parade. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes. The red, the red snow. Uh, is that anything like the red wedding? I hope not. Golly, hope not. But, exactly. It's better, definitely not, but better than yellow snow. Way better, way better. Uh, well, guys, uh, we've got a lot of show uh, to, to do tonight, but we're so thrilled to be joined by our guest, Matt. You have seen him around the podcast sphere. Uh, and a little bit later, we're going to let you uh, let him tell us uh, where to find him and where to check him out on a regular basis. And we're just thankful you came to be on the show, obviously, to rescue us in our time of need. Yes, I. you brought in your uh nice little um weights and measures lord and savior to carry the show yeah so just put the i expect right i expect every every announcement to be weighed and measured before the end of the show all right so i'll let, um, I'll let you know if it all measures up and i'll write down a report for you <laughs> this is gonna go on all night uh with that being said let's dive into the news shall we Our news is brought to us each and every week by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. That's you. Uh, if you are a patron of the show, thanks. Thanks so much for making this uh, train wreck happen on a weekly basis. And uh, we just hope that, uh, you know, you don't sit back and regret, uh, especially if you've, uh, you know, patronized us for a year. Is that what it's called? Is it called a patronize, patron, patron, patronage? If you've been a friend of the show, if you've been a friend of the show, if you if you made that year long commitment, uh, <laughs> then uh, I hope we God, I hope we're living up to it. Uh, but anyway, you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads for as little as a dollar so might be the exception. We'll find out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, join up, become part of our Discord community, get in there and talk about all kinds of things, including special events like uh, an entire slate of weights and measures uh, channels that are probably going away on Saturday if Tim feels better. Um, 
and uh, there may also be sweeping bands that go on during that time as well. Uh, but, uh, $5 a month gets you access to all of the subchannels in Discord. $10 a month gets you pre and post show audio as well as a art card uh, quarterly. And then uh, $30, you're on the show. You're a Patreon producer. Uh, and you get your name in the credits and all kinds of con- cool, uh, cool uh, perks like that. Like getting to be on the show and getting your name in the credits um, and our sincere and deep gratitude as well. So if you're not a patron of the show and there's a lot of you out there that aren't head on over to patreoncom slash Nintendo dads, sign up today. It'll be good. It'll be good. I promise. Maybe you can make some suggestions for what would make it better. So patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. Let's talk about some news this week, guys. Um, on was it Tuesday, right? Monday. It was the po- Monday. The Pokemon Company presented their brand new Pokemon Presents in honor of Pokemon Day. Um yeah. It's it's, it's going to hit it. The drop is going to come. Where is it? Ah. Oh. Yes, I love it. All right. Here's the thing. It's too bad, Jesse, that there was not as much celebrating over the Pokemon Presents as there was in the singing right now. Yeah. Um, Seth Virgil says too bad Justin isn't here for this. I know we're going to actually what we're going to do is uh, we're going to schedule him for the next Pokemon presents because he couldn't be here tonight. He has to live stream it. That's his punishment for not being here. Um, So just a quick rundown of announcements that were made at this uh, this presentation. I'm waiting for that to stop. It's really just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is distracting me. There's so much jubilation uh, in the singing that I was like, I thought you'd fade it by now. (laughs) Okay. No, that thing runs for like three minutes in a loop. Oh my gosh. Uh, Yeah. 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 So here we go. Uh, uh, Let's just do a flyover of some announcements made here. And we'll talk about our impressions of this Pokemon world championships. 2023 will be held in Japan for the first time later this year, August 11th through the 13th including competitions uh, for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Pokemon Trading Card Game, Pokemon Go, and Pokemon Unite. Speaking of the trading card game, uh, there will be a release of Pokemon Trading Card Game Classic, uh, which will be coming out uh, later this year. It seems to be a re-release of the original set uh, with a modern-looking game board and other accessories such as like stackable damage tokens and things. Uh, did they? I did not watch this, admittedly, um, because I missed it because of work. And then I heard how disappointing it was. And I was like, well, I could either watch that and be disappointed or do some more stuff and get my stuff done this week. So I just chose not to watch it. Is if you buy the Pokemon trading card game classic, is that you get all of the cards? I don't think they've fully announced it. It sounds like it's meant to be. Like a self, like self-contained game, like you're not supposed to mix in modern cards with it because the rules have changed for you know from '99 mm. to not now. I don't know if they've modified the cards with the newer rules or if they're going back to the older rule set for this. But yeah, the, 
this is probably the one item in this whole event that I'm. I want one of these. <laughs> you you do realize that this is going to be stupid expensive. Yes. And okay. Be before stupider. after the scalpers get it. Yeah, it's going to be even oh. more stupid after the oh, scalpers yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. man, they, they, gonna... they did describe it as a premium game set. So, okay. So game set, game set. That's an important, you know, that yeah. I think that's an important yeah. distinction. Premium is the big distinction. Yeah. When, they, when well, they opened up the case, they actually had three deck cases in the big case. So I do think that these will be pre-built desks built around the, the Canto starters and the revolutions. And the, yeah, the, yeah, the, I can see uh, that. The uh, shiny Charizard, or not shiny, but foil. Foil Charizard, that's the term. Um, yeah, there were no shinies back then. No, because it was black and white. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's that. there was no release date on that given. They just said yeah. that more information would be available closer to the time of release. Yeah, uh, they said they'll have more information during the world championships. So that's not happening until August. Yeah. I, oh, wow. Right. So it's going to be later on this year. I also can't see this be something they're going to put on shelves and confuse people who they want to no, continue to that, buy Pokemon cards. I, think, like, I, you think give them, like, I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think it's going to be like booster packs. Like you're going to be able to go buy classic, you know, I, I don't, I just yeah. can't see that. I don't think you're going to see this in target or Walmart. This will probably be probably only. Probably not. Uh, yeah, it'll be all on eBay after it's gone. Yeah, say eBay. Yeah. Uh, also uh, mentioned. I do like I do like those the, the stacking damage tokens. Those look kind of cool. And they had this thing where you was like spun a little ball bearing and it landed in one of four pockets. I don't know if that's the new way of flipping a coin, or I don't know what that is, but. Hmm. Like, okay. you know, two, two of the holes were had white circles, two of the holes had black circles, so that could have been your heads or tails. I don't know. It's still 50-50. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Maybe that's for people who can't flip a coin. Because, you know, people there yeah. are people, there are people who don't have that skill. It's just they can't ever be referees. It's a terrible fate. Um, also shown off on this presentation, uh, a new show for Netflix, uh, apparently featuring Psyduck called Pokemon Concierge. And if this is not a show about Psyduck uh, going around and making recommendations for restaurants and hotels and everything else to different people, I'm going to be very disappointed. That's what a concierge does. They did so. say something about it'll be held in a hotel setting, and this is this will be a stop motion animation. So, kind of interested in this. I'm interested in it just because of the stop motion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pokemon Unite get, is getting Zacian. Uh, there's also going to be some other boosts and things there. There'll also be an invite only league uh, that will be held on March 18th and 19th to determine the Asian champion. Uh, Pokemon Cafe Remix will be getting Paldean starters as recruitable characters. Pokemon Masters EX celebrating 300 or 3.5 years. Uh, trainers from Pokemon Sword and Shield will either return or be new to the game. And then there's Pokemon Sleep. Finally. Yeah, the, the thing that everyone thought was a joke. Pokemon Sleep coming this summer along... Along with the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. <laughs> the worst named accessory ever. Wow. Uh, it's compatible 
The Pokemon Go Plus Plus is a device that's Pokemon uh, compatible with Pokemon Sleep and Go. Uh, additional functionality will be added in the future to use sleep sleep data in Pokemon Go. Because listen, guys, can I tell you what this is? They even want to know when you're sleeping so they could track how much you play this game so they can monetize it to you even more. Uh, July 14th is the date. If you link Pokemon Go Plus to your Pokemon Go game, you'll trigger a special research event that will reward you with an encounter with Snorlax, who's wearing a nightcap. Not drinking a nightcap. <laughs> oh, that's not as fun. <laughs> but wearing one. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are getting... Seth says it's the it's Morbid time of Pokemon fandom. <laughs> it's something it's uh it's something guys it's something uh lastly pokemon scarlet and violet are getting a general game update uh new paradox pokemon will be available walking wake which is a past version of suicune will be available in pokemon scarlet jesse are you impressed that i knew that name that i knew I how am. to pronounce it okay. justin wouldn't have gotten it yeah he wouldn't he would have called it a suicune uh, but anyway, uh, Iron Leaves will be for Pokemon Violet, which is a future version of Verizion. Uh, you can connect this with Pokemon Go to send postcards uh, to the game to allow you to change the pattern of Vivalon's wings. And in Pokemon Go, you can get an uh, encounter with roaming form Gimme Ghoul. Uh, you have to have 999 coins to evolve Gimme Ghoul into Goldingo. And you can get a gold box that will give you nine coins uh, from the Go Shop. Um, Pokemon Home Support will also be added this spring. And to to note that there was a 1.2.0 update that was released uh, after this presentation for Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet that did crap all to fix the performance that they promised they would fix by the end of February. Well, I think the main point of that patch was to add the Pokemon Go integration. <laughs> and that can I can I can I say this that that is probably last on the list of anybody's cares for what they want to see happen to be patched into this game. Right. Uh, also, bafflingly, we got DLC announced. The game is broken, but hey, we're going to ask you to pay more to play it. Uh, the hidden treasure of Area Zero DLC. The part one will come out fall uh, 2023 called The Teal Mask. Part two, uh, the Indigo Disc, will come out winter 2023. Both parts, including previous Pokemon that are not available in Paldea and new legendaries, legendaries uh, Ogre Pond and Terrapagos, which, Jesse, I'm going to guess, are those uh, linked to colors? Are they linked to Scarlet Violet or are they linked to DLC? Yes, I think the, <laughs> I I I didn't answer my question. <laughs> I think Ogre Pond's only available in Scarlet and Terrapagos is available in Violet. I'm not 100% okay. sure on that. Gotcha. The reason I asked that is because and you need yes, to be you need the DLC to get them. So yeah. that's why I answered yeah. yes, both of your both of them are correct. <laughs> well, the re- yeah, the reason I wanted to share that is because you need to be clear when you go into the eShop that you're getting the right version of DLC. Uh, if you so got, you, so you can buy the wrong DLC for the wrong game. Yep, yes. and they won't give you your money back. Oh, yeah, if, if you buy Scarlet, but the Violet DLC, it does you no good. Yep, and of course, if you buy I the pack like Marty does, you got to buy them both if you want mm-hmm. to use them both. Well, 
okay, so we get the dual pack, the physical version, right? Yeah. Uh, so actually this time I wasn't able to find the dual pack because they, you know, made like 10 of them. Oh, uh, and, had them for 90 bucks. The, uh, well, but they, they have the dual pack in the eShop as well. So, which again, why would you do that? You can't trade with them if they're both on the same system. Exactly. What I'm saying is why would it's for people who are super Pokemon fans that want both versions that are going to play through both versions. But again, why, why, why have, at this point, like, and I know the answer is going to be Nintendo, but like seven yep. years into the Switch's life, we were selling a dual pack digital thing on the Switch and we can't gift one of those things. Like, why would we, why would I ever buy it? So we just ended up going to Walmart and buying the, the, the physical version of both of them. So uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm a hard out on this DLC. I'm not buying it. I haven't even, I've only beat like two gym leaders in this because I'm waiting to see if it actually becomes more playable. Now, the patch did say that for performance, it was going to decrease the amount of Pokemon on the screen, which is, I guess that's helpful. That, that helps the load a little bit, but that's, that's not the fix. That's a, that, that's a Band-Aid. If the fix is a memory leak, then why has the memory leak not been fixed yet? Exactly. So anyway, these are $35. You get both DLC or you get both parts of the DLC, but be sure you're downloading the correct version. If you own both copies of the game and you want DLC for each, you're going to have to buy both. It's 70 bucks. Okay. Uh, when you get the DLC, you get additional uniform sets that are available right away. You'll also get a code uh, that will be sent to you that can be redeemed for a Hesuian Zorork. I hope I said that right. Hesuian sure. Zorork. Thank you. Thank you. Um, can I, so, so let me just, I'm going to reserve my opinions for the very end because they're nuclear. All right. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that. Um, Matt, we're we'll start with you. Did you watch this at all? Do you care about Pokemon DLC? Just call me Justin Masson substitute on this one right here. Okay. I, I, sure. Whatever. It exists. Yeah, the, okay. the announcement that everyone wanted to see was Gen 1 and or Gen 2 games playable via NSO, link, which will be future linked with uh, Stadium also in NSO. It's coming. I think everybody knows it's coming. Yeah, but that wasn't announced. No, and it doesn't help that the rumor mill stirs, and it didn't help that this was released on Pokemon Day. Um, Jesse obviously is happy. I mean, I, I, he's, he's got things here. He wants to buy. He's got things that you want, right? Yeah. I definitely want the, the classic card game set. Are you um, going in on the DLC? I'm on the fence. Uh, if I do get it, I'm going to have to log into the Japanese shop to buy it. Cause I bought the Japanese version of the game. Cause so you got it early. Down, that's cause the yeah. downside of doing that, but. It'll probably cost me less <laughs> that way due to how the yen is. I don't know. I have to look to see what the DLC costs in Japan. But it'll probably be 3,500 yen, which is more like closer to $30 instead yeah. of 35 So here, here's the thing. Uh, and I, I'm just going to say this. I saw some people that were like, well, what about this? Or where's our performance patch? Or where's this? And this was promised. And I still, I'm like, I'm waiting to play the game until it plays better. Here, 
here is uh, kind of where I fall on this. The, the fact that DLC exists for this, that they obviously have put extra time into without providing you a uh, performance patch, tells you everything that you need to know about whether you're going to get a performance patch in this game. All right? You got it already. You got Yeah, you got it. They took Pokemon off the screen. That's it. They basically said, oops, sorry. That's all we can do. And so here's, here's kind of what people need to understand, okay? The Pokemon company will continue to feed you garbage until you stop buying garbage. Okay? Yep. Yep. Stop buying Pokemon games. If you want it to be better, stop. If you want better presentations than this, stop playing it on mobile. All right? Yep. Stop playing... Pokemon Unite. Stop playing Pokemon What It Masters EX. Stop playing all that crap and demand better. And you do that with your dollars. You like I like I'm mad that I spent money on this game because like you know there all the things that people said were wrong about Sword and Shield. Fine, like I get it. I thought it was fine, but at least Sword and Shield could competently run on a Switch, right? Um. Th- why more people aren't upset like y'all okay we gave uh what was it cd project red with cyberpunk we gave them absolute showers of turds for literal like months over and over and over everything was making fun of cyberpunk right everything and then people they fixed it But by then, not enough people were around to care that they fixed it, right? But at least they tried. At least they tried to fix it. And then the game went down to 20 bucks, and people went, ooh, this is actually a decent game now. Yeah. Pokemon (laughs) Company, on the other hand, gets gets nothing. They're like, oh, it's not as bad as people say it is. I fell through the floor catching a Pikachu into the abyss. The game just stopped and it made a sound that sounded like it had been hit in the head with a hammer. You know, I mean, it was unacceptable. It's not, it's, and, and you know what, you know what we get for the, for our trouble. Hey guys, we're going to help you sleep. You know, the best way to fix that though, you don't pre-order games. I didn't pre-order it. I bought it on launch day. That's and the difference is well, you're right, right. Look, PT Barnum said there's a sucker born every minute, and he was talking about the Pokemon community. Oof, wow, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Pikachu and a top hat and more cartoons and DLC is not going to fix the fact that this is one of the worst games in the series. Fans should be upset. There should be like protests and picketing and boycotts and all that, but nope, nope, because we love the Pokemons. And it's just like, at what point does, and I'm not even a huge Pokemon fan. I just play it because my son does and he loves it. And so I want to be a part of the thing that he loves his friends. Like they've played this game. Like they get, they've got it right. I mean, they, they love it. They're talking about it, but they play Pokemon Go more than they're playing the mainline Pokemon game, which should tell you something about the prioritization of cash streams and everything else in the Pokemon company, right? 
And that Niantic got had one fluke game when they're trying to replicate it and can't. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So do and, we and, want to and talk so about, look, I mm-hmm. we want to bring up the 4chan thread, or do you ever heard of that? Yeah, so I did. Um why don't you why don't you explain it for, for people who are not familiar with what that is? So apparently a few days before the announcement, someone an anonymous poster who claims to be someone who worked on the Pokemon games not from uh, Game Freak or the Pokemon Company directly, but like a third-party contractor role, said this. This is what well, this is everything that's going to be in the you know in the the upcoming, and everything he said was right. And then, he, but at the end, he said that as part of DLC Pack Two in Winter twenty twenty three. There's supposed to be graphic pack update for future Nintendo consoles. And though people are going ape crap about, oh, Switch 2 announced, or Switch 2, Switch 2, for, and it, so people are, people s- s- hear winter 2023, they think November, December, that's actually more like, February, March, that is still winter, people. So it's, you know, people who are, we've been, we've been guessing March of next year for a successor. That lines up with it. And then another thing I thought of, another way to interpret it is, yeah, the data may be there ready for it. It doesn't mean that the successor is going to be out yet. The data is just that they're waiting for it. And the third way to interpret it is this person probably just threw in a red herring, a complete garbage, knowing that it's going to get picked up because all of those other quote-unquote predictions were true. Mm. Very true. Very true. So those are the three I, ways it would, this, this, it would this be it To me, it would be a shame if any, like, power upgrade or performance issue waited until another Nintendo system came out. Right at that point, yeah, yeah. Or your performance upgrade yeah. is the Switch too. Yeah, that that's that's a little not good. But I, I think where where I'm so disappointed in this, Jesse, is like you know it used to be a big deal for a new generation of Pokemon to come out, right? Like a new the new yeah. like mainline game, and this feels like this mainline game has felt very um, not cared about. Yeah, even in the marketing, it seems like they didn't talk talk it up as much as they did Sun, Moon, and Sword Shield. The the, the and, issue is is that the mainline games don't make them as much money as everything else. Oh yeah, definitely the the, the anime rights, the marketing, the, all the stuffed animals and the t shirts they that's where the money is. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I really hope, like, look, here's the deal. I really don't have a, a dog in the race, I guess, per se, to use that phrase because I'm not a huge Pokemon fan. But I just feel bad for people who, like, were really get, get genuinely excited about mainline Pokemon games and look forward to these things. And then for game, uh, like, for the Pokemon company to basically just say, we don't care. You know, so like, 35 hours later, you're done and you never touch it again. 
Yeah, right. And here's the thing: this presents as a as a whole was not worthy of a Pokemon day. Like I, I saw somebody say, <laughs> you know, not every announcement needs a direct or needs a presents. Like you could you can do these things without having a big presentation and getting people all pumped up because that's basically what it is. You know, you mean like, there's you mean like they used to do on Twitter during the pandemic. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know. Pokemon Day announcements has been a thing for several years, and people kind of kind of expect it. We saw this coming a month in advance, but if this is really all they had to show, then that's all they had to show. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I, if you if you think we're wrong, if you think we're right, whatever, send us an email or or. You know, hit us up on on social media, DM us or or tweet us or whatever, and be like, let us know what your opinion is. We would love to know. Are you getting the DLC? And that and that that I think that would be an interesting poll to see is like how many uh, Scarlet and Violet fans oh. that like got got jilted by this, or and they're like, no, we're not we're not in on this DLC. Hey. Reed Dillard says, where can I buy the animatronic Pikachu from the Pokemon Presents? I want one of those, too. I have a feeling that they're kind of uh, like a one-of-a-kind type of item. <laughs> I, think, you know, I think it was, was it, no, it was it was Fopey from uh, Foot of a Ferret Channel that he did a reaction of the Pokemon presents, and he did not like that Pikachu. <laughs> that anima, see that. See the thing is, is that what you don't realize is they're collecting your sleep data so they can figure out when animatronic Pikachu can come and kill you in your sleep. Might <laughs> of twenty four. Yep, there you go, and they'll never <laughs> sleep again. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about some other stuff here. Uh, Nintendo revealed this week a. Uh, this was a rumor, and it actually came true that a new Nintendo Switch bundle would be available to purchase. We actually talked about this on the show last week uh, in honor of March 10th or Mario Day. Uh, this will be available March 10th for $299. It is a non-OLED Switch, so it's the Mark II. Uh, with your choice, you actually get a download card that allows you to make a choice of Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, or New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Plus, uh, you get some Mario movie stickers, uh, which were thrown into the box as well. This is the this is the um, the original Mario bundle. So the like the Joy-Con grip is not blue. Uh, the dock doesn't have anything special done to it. It's just a black dock with a black grip and red Joy-Cons, uh, and your choice of a Mario game, which I think is really smart. Uh, to offer those, why Mario 3D World is not in that? Come on! I feel sorry for the person who picks the um, Mario, uh, the Mario U. So, mm, if they've never mm. played well, it, Matt, I'm tell you this: if they mm. never played it, it's a good game. Well, again, you know, half the Switch owners already have Mario Kart. Mario Odyssey is probably is already up there. You know, it, if like if say I, I did not buy. You deluxe. I did not. So if I were to buy this, that would be the game I'd pick. Yeah. The box also is like, it's Mario themed box. It's in the new smaller switch box. So it's got some like 
Mario details and like graphical things as well. Uh, you can actually, the pictures uh, of it are, are all over social media. So you can go and check that out. Um, also revealed uh, during this time is that select Mario games, almost all Mario games on the Switch, including Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, are going to be $39.99 until March 23rd. Uh, so if you like Luigi's Mansion 3, uh, Super Mario 3D World, Mario Kart, uh, all of the games that are in this bundle, Donkey Kong, Mario Maker 2, all of that, $39.99, which, y'all, it is rare to see Nintendo put their games on any kind of sale, right? Uh, and so you're talking 20 bucks off. Those, those are good deals uh, there. And also mentioned during this time, uh, going to release March 9th is the new Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 4, which is going to add eight new tracks and Birdo to uh, Mario Kart, which oh, I, what, that was an out-of-left-field announcement, right? Uh, that we're getting a new character. Uh, I think these probably these last three packs, I would think we're probably going to have new characters. Be interesting to see who comes back. I think they said that Birdo was not the only returning character. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They did. They didn't so, say it was going to be all four, but uh, no, I think I, I think that in honor of the Mario Kart Kongs in the movie, we're going to get Diddy Kong, mm-hmm. who's who's been in the game before, yeah, Funky Kong. Funky Kong has also been a racer in the, game. in the game before. You know what I would really love? Here's why I would this is what I really love is I would love a skin because you know Link has the the two skins, right? That um you have the regular Link or Breath of the Wild Link. I would love Donkey Kong to either have the movie redesigned skin or the original Donkey Kong Jr. skin from Super Mario, Mario. Karts. Yes. As an homage. I would I still think that with this Yoshi track, the Yoshi's Island track, I still think we're getting a movie tie-in track because Mario Kart is featured so heavily in the movie. I, it's just, it's just my, I don't know. Uh, Thunder, going back to the Nintendo Switch bundle, Bruce goes for all three games. You need to buy three switches, you know, or you can just go to the eShop and buy the games. So I'm on sale for forty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I don't think you need to miss the fact here that Nintendo is giving away like a, a three Mario games, one of three Mario games with the purchase of a switch. I mean, this is a free game, right? And some bonus stickers thrown in and joy cons that aren't readily available. Uh, readily. Ah, yeah. uh, I didn't even know what I was doing. Uh, Thunderdome gaming society asked us this. They said, okay, since Nintendo unveiled their Mario package today, that's weird phrasing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's a really weird phrase. Oh, oh I didn't I'm even sorry. think of that until you I'm said sorry. it. Sorry, it's, it's been it's been a weird day. Uh, Red Joy Cons, the choice of a full Mario game download, uh, supposed to hit three ten, otherwise known as Mario Day. Will we see a new Mario game around the release of the Mario Brothers movie? I'm an old school gamer, so I'm hoping for a new two D two D Mario game. It's been too long. I really want it to be true, but. Yeah, I think we, we would have seen now, something. I don't. Yeah, there would have something would have been said. It's just gonna be. It's gonna be the uh, stinger at the end of the credits. It's gonna be like, did you enjoy this movie? Now go home and play my game, my brand new game. Uh, <laughs> available <laughs> now. Uh, wow. I just, do, you, do you remember, like in Super Mario? Was it Super Mario Kart? 
I think where like it gets at the end, you know, like you get the trophy and everything, and it's like, thank you so much for playing my game. Like, I remember that for something. Yeah, I remember what it was from. Anyway, that was was back when, you know, talking like voice acting in video games was a big deal. Uh, Uh, moving on, let's talk about a couple of game updates. Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, if you have not played this or tried it yet, now has a brand new two-hour demo that you can download on the eShop. Uh, and so if you've been on the fence about this game, uh, you can go check it out. If you even just want to see what it's all about, uh, you can go and now there's a demo. And I would highly recommend it. Um, i be honest with you, it's not my favorite game. Uh, I think they made a bunch of missteps in this, but uh, I still think it's worth playing if you're like a fan of tactics games. And strategy. it's on sale right now for thirty bucks. It's gonna probably stay there. I would, I would bet. <laughs> That's what I bought it for. It, it under it underperformed greatly, um, and there's reasons. I, I t- did I tell you guys I took this like I, it took me like thirty minutes to take a Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope survey online. And they ask everything. They were like, what wow. did you think about the movement? What did you think about the combat? What did you wow. think about the characters? And I was brutally honest. I was like, there's too many rabbits and not enough Mario. There you go. It's like the first one worked because it was like the perfect fusion of the rabbits, silliness and craziness and like a liberal dose of like Mario nostalgia, right? Like even though you were in a totally different world. Um, but this one, it was like, picked up in the middle of the story and you feel like it's like where why am i doing this why does why does beepo why is beepo an a british guy like an angry british you know anyway it's just weird <laughs> it was just weird i still haven't finished playing it. that one yeah well hey, listen <laughs> sorry um i still haven't finished it but hey also the uh, dlc for that is out as of today as well the tower of doom that's how it's, that's how it's typed out yes makes, makes me think Thanks. of invader zim actually you know and Gur. uh but anyway it's out it's <laughs> it's the first it's part of the it's part of uh, the the first or the first part of three dlcs this one is uh more story like a, a tower that you have to complete the next one i think is like challenges and then after that is the rayman uh, one. So I actually have this. And so like when they gave us the, the the game, they gave us the full pack, like the full thing, like the gold, everything. So I've got to finish the game though. I'm in the vine world. Like Matt, look, don't, don't be sad. It is a fun game. Is Did you kind of something? Did you enjoy the first one? Did you play the first one? I played the first one and enjoyed it. And actually about a month ago, I finally went back and played the DK DLC. Finally, I've been yeah. sitting on it for a while. Okay. And the only thing I learned when I picked that back up and went through it was how much I enjoyed the battling, how much I did not enjoy the puzzles to go from world to world. Okay. There so there's too much. I mean, it was okay, but it was yeah. just too much. So I'll, I'll tell you this in the, in, in sparks of hope, one of the things that will help you there is the puzzles are a little more fluid. I, I like, they seem to flow better. Your, the world that you're dropped into is an open world. And so you don't have to like do anything like you, there's kind of an order to it, but not really like you can explore. And the, yeah. the battles, the battles are, I think the, that is the number one thing about this game is the battles okay. are, are so much fun to play. So it is a fun game. It's just, for me, it wasn't what I expected, I guess. And so I, I don't know. I just, uh, you'll, you'll see. Uh, 
when I when I say they start you in the middle of the story, there's like stuff that you have to like immediately open up the lore book, like that you get to collect oh, stuff to read, and good. it's it's that's weird. Not good. It's very it's a very weird choice, and I don't understand why they did it. They should have uh, put it in the instruction manual. That's why games What's instruction need instruction manuals. manuals. That's why games need instruction manuals. Uh, also, surprise and shocking here that Nintendo underestimated the demand for one of their products. And so many oh, people wow. were, n- were not able to get Metroid Prime Remastered physically. If oh, you're geez, one of those people, if you're one of those people, I would suggest going to your local Walmart, which appears to be the place that Nintendo shipped all of them to, is Walmart. But Nintendo has vowed to do everything they can to meet the strong demand. Hopefully this shows them that there is a player base for Metroid games. And then we do 40 bucks. Yep. Yep. Uh, So basically, if you can't find it, wait around or just uh, come to a town like mine that only has 7,000 people in it. And we've got about seven copies of Metroid Prime Remastered at my local Walmart. If you need them, I'll go get them. I'll ship them to you. There you go. That's my offer. Uh, speaking of Metroid, let's talk uh, just about a couple of uh, updates on release dates. Metroid Fusion was announced tonight to come to the NSO Plus Expansion Pass Game Boy Advance app next week, March 9th. Apparently, Nintendo is dropping everything they can on March 9th. New system, discounts, Mario Kart DLC, Metroid Fusion, sandwiches. I, I don't know. They, they have failed me. It's National Weights and Measures Week until the 7th. It's from the 1st to the 7th, not the 9th. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm a, I am furious at the, that their uh, omission of oh, weights man. and measures. Uh, sad. But the Mario movie will also now be released two days early in some markets. That's April 5th. And I... Uh, it, I, it's a Wednesday. I saw lots of uh, chatter about this online. Like, what are they doing? Uh, why are they moving it? It's all about money. It's a bigger box office weekend. It's a holiday weekend in a lot of the world. Guess what? Families are going to be out. Rake in the money. It's coming. Well, and then, again, we mentioned this last week. Another thing that's March 9th is the Mario Brothers movie direct. Oh yeah, I totally forgot the, about that. The final trailer. Uh, um, Mikey in the in the Twitch chat reminded us. The final trailer, like the way they say that, is so like there, there's no more. I, I mean, I don't want any more. By I, the speaking of no more, I want to tell you about something I discovered today on accident. Actually, my daughter discovered it because she was watching a YouTube video about. The evolution of Mario costumes over the years, like at live events, right? And she found clips of Super Mario Brothers on ice at the ice capades. Yes. They had the guy from Mr. Belvedere in it. If you, he's King Koopa. Yes. If you have never seen this, you need to go watch it. It is hosted by, um, one of the oh. Bateman children and Alyssa Milano. Yes. <laughs> Where the game is be- than that. The game becomes real 
And a non-skating is very funny to note that the guy who plays Koopa, he does not have skates on and he is having no bit of it. But it's like they built these set pieces that are like Goombas and Koopa Troopas and everything. And it's just him in a suit with some spiked wristbands and green face paint. And a, and a floppy crown. It is the most horrible. Look at Mario and Luigi descend from the sky 10 minutes into this video. <laughs> you just, all of you just go look up Mario Ice Capades on YouTube. It blew my mind. I didn't even know this existed. 1989, people paid real money to go watch a very bad Mario costume skate around Mr. Belvedere as King Koopa. <laughs> And for some reason, oh, I forgot this. To- I forgot this too. For some reason, within like Luigi comes down out of the sky, grabs a bazooka, and starts blowing up enemies. That's like right. he he blows up a Koopa, he blows up a Goomba, and they like just disappear in a shower of sparks. I don't know how they did it. It's fantastic, but it is the most bizarre thing, Mario and Ice. It- I haven't seen that in a long time. I couldn't make it past 15 minutes. I was like, I got to go. I'm done. I'm done. I found, watch it all. I found a, a video. I don't know if it's the same one, but I'll there's one. There's out. one that was like Mario on Mario in the ice capades, better quality was the name of it. And it's who man, uh, Nintendo, like you watch things like that and you realize why Nintendo is so protective of their IP. <laughs> <laughs> And then on the other hand, just the other day, I found a brand new Link figure in Walmart. It's Breath of the Wild Link. He comes with the Soldier's Broadsword. And apparently there's a Zelda one as well that comes with the Sheikah Slate. But it was already gone. I was disappointed. I already have Link. I wanted Zelda. But I found two videos that claim it's a better quality. There you go. Just <laughs> Jesse, save it. But save it for later. They'll derail the entire podcast. Well, guys, uh, that is our news for the week. Let's pause right here for a quick uh, ad from our friends over at Manscaped. All right. Guys, I just got something brand new in the mail this week, and I wanted to share this with you. Uh, we were talking on the show last week about Manscaped and about the uh, peak performance plan that you can uh, order from them, uh, where I think it starts at $18.99 a month. You get two items, uh, and or $18.99 every time you're charged. You can choose you know, your frequency of that. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to poke around in there and, and see what was there because I was on a uh, like replenishment plan with the Manscaped shampoo and body like a conditioner. And I thought, well, what else can I get? And so I went in there and I was like, well, let's take a look at the, this peak hygiene plan. And I was blown away by the, the amount of stuff that you can get in there. Starting at $18.99 per shipment, you can get uh, all kinds of uh, great things like deodorant or beard shampoo. Uh, you can get the, the shampoo and conditioner. Uh, you can get uh, the new beard conditioner. You can get uh, actual devices like the lawnmower or the the weed whacker the for your nose and and stuff. Or you can get the new beard trimmer. Uh, you can even get the the shed, which is the case carried in lip balm. Uh, but what I opted for was I decided I was going to do the, uh, cancel my shampoo uh, replenishment, add it to this, and add I didn't know they had this. They have cologne now. 
And so oh. if you enjoy, if you enjoy the, uh, the, the fragrance of their shampoo, they have that. Um, but they also have a, another um, one that I decided I would try. It shipped. It, uh, and like I ordered it while we were on the show last week, it was in my hands by Monday of this week. And uh, it's great. Um, so what's basically what's happening is, is that every, um, every three months, I'm going to get a replenishment of this. That is a 16 ounce bottle of shampoo. And it also is a bottle of their persevere fragrance of their cologne for $38. You say, Marty, how in the world did you do that? Well, I used the code NINDADS, that's N-I-N-D-A-D-S, at checkout, and it even works on the peak performance plan, right? It even works on the on this, uh, or the peak hygiene plan. You can get 20% off and free shipping by using the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Now, Matt, we're going to get personal with you here for just a minute, okay? Uh, we know Jesse... He uses every single Manscaped product. I mean, look at him. He's he's a, <laughs> he has a peak uh, performance. Justin, Justin used the beard trimmer, and look what it did for him, right? Uh, we we all enjoy different Manscaped products. Can I just ask you just very candidly, yes. and it's okay if you say no. Uh, it's totally fine because we're live, and you can't really, you know, you don't know. Do you use any Manscaped products, or have you used any Manscaped products? Yes, I have used one. Okay, what what did you use? I got to look and see what the name of it is. It's one of the trimmers. Okay, it's one of the trimmers. Yes. So were you pleased with the quality of the device, with the quality I of what it is? It. Yes. I there just you can't go. remember the name of it. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> they have they have made sure that we have basically everything that they you know use. And it is it is extreme quality. You can't go wrong with this stuff. You may say, well, Marty, we, we, we can find stuff in the store that, uh, you know, is similar. Well, but can you? Can you really? And there is some Manscaped stuff. Like I, I noticed I, Target has started selling Manscaped stuff. I'll be honest because, you know, actually I do grow a beard at times and it goes away because of work and it comes back and goes away. I've had a different trimmer and I have had a different trimmer in the past that I've paid significantly more money for that did not do as good of a job. Yeah. I will be totally honest about that. I mean, I used to have a really long goatee and then I got the beard trimmer and I put it on the wrong setting and here we are. You know, it, it does its job. I, my, my face is a testament to that. Um, also, uh, like y'all, listen, I don't know where, I, I know, Matt, you're, you're going to get some snow tomorrow where you are, but here it's tornado season, which means it's heating up here in the South. And I can't say enough good about the uh, the crop preserver lotion that is uh, there. Uh, it, it's like an anti-chafing lotion. If you have to know what it is, all right. It's an anti-chafing lotion, and and you need some of this if you're if you're uh, uh, out in the heat and you're you're out there working and sweating and sweating in places that get chafed. There you go. It's the best. It's the best I've ever used. Okay. Uh, and so some of these things like in here, I mean, your price is going to vary by what you get. All right. So like you can get a two in one 16 ounce shampoo and conditioner, or you can get like 
Uh, the smaller bottle of that, you can get an eight ounce shampoo and conditioner, uh, like a maybe it's a little, it's a little, little buddy to the big yes. one, right? Yeah, you can get, uh, you know, you can get a beard accessory kit, you can get replacement blades, you can get all kinds of stuff. And uh, I don't know if we like, uh, like if we're if we have said anything about this yet, but they're about to debut, um, or they've already got it out. You can already buy it, the Weed Whacker 2.0. Which is a brand new version of their beard, I mean their ear and uh, nose hair trimmer um, that will is supposed to be like way better at catching things. Yeah. So, and I need that. Like I am, it's a stage in life. You you cross the barrier of thirty five, and uh, hair starts growing, and you can see it, and people will make comments about it. Like yeah. your your son will will point out in public. At dinner, Dad, what's growing out of your ears? <laughs> I will never forget the first time I had to shave my ear hair. Yeah. Or trim yeah. it. Yeah. It's fun, isn't it? It's fun. Well, the weed whacker makes it even more fun and uh it does a great job. So is the beard hedger. Oh, uh, the more fun, at least easier. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If you have to deal with uh with ear ear hair and hair in other places you don't want. Head over to manscaped.com. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, saves you 20% off every order, even the peak hygiene plan. It will do that every month or every time that it replenishes, and you'll get free shipping. Free shipping. It's really cool. All right? And so go check that out, and, uh, yeah, it'll be awesome. Now... Let's talk about some events, uh, shall we? The table uh, is coming up very soon. Every second Wednesday of the month at 9 a.m. Eastern, we get together for the breakfast table. And every third Friday of the month at 10 p.m. Eastern, we get together for the dinner table. This is where our community gathers together at the table, otherwise known as a Discord voice chat room, uh, to discuss what's on everybody's mind. Uh, and so uh, that's where weights and measures came from, right? <laughs> am I, am yeah. I right? Yes, that's where it came from last last month. The, the table is banned. Tim's fired. Um, I was the one that brought it up as a joke. So get out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. If you want to join in with either of these shows, uh, what you need to do is email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or DM us on social media to learn more. Uh, you do have to be a patron of the show and access, have access to the discord to join in. And we do that because uh, we or used to Twitch record. Sub. Yeah, a Twitch sub. You can do Twitch Prime and sub to us uh, and get access to the Discord. Uh, we used to record these, and we don't anymore because, um, honestly, it's just dads hanging out, men hanging out, people hanging out. And it's like therapy time. Talk about whatever you want. Share things going on in your life. Play some games. Anyway. And I'm, and I'm sure this this month there'll be some uh, Ant-Man and Mando talk. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Also, we want to talk about something that is being called hashtag one last pass. Hashtag one last pass. Mike from the Gamer Heads podcast reached out to us to suggest that everyone seeing the Super Mario Brothers movie on opening weekend bring their 3DS with them in hopes of having one last hurrah for Street Pass. I am going to be doing this. And in the area where I live, I'll probably get nothing because I never got any street passes around here. 
People didn't know what it was. I don't know. But anyway, that's coming out on April 5th. Whether you're seeing it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, anytime that weekend, bring your 3DS with you. Uh, and maybe share, share a photo on social media with the hashtag one last pass. Uh, probably it, it may be the last big thing for Street Pass. Yeah. And yeah, considering that the eShop on, on 3DS is closing this month. So yep. this probably is the last hurrah. That is exactly right. Well, those are our events. Let's talk about what we've been playing. All right, Matt, I think you know the rules. That means you get, you're the guest. That means you get to go first. Oh, I win. And so what have you been playing? Uh, hasn't been too much because life's just been hectic. Um, that happens. My son, my son started playing Sea of Thieves, so... I've been playing that with him for quite a bit. A uh, little fork knife jumped back into that the other night for the first time in a while. I kind of forgot how much fun that game is. And then also within the last couple of weeks, I started playing my very first Pokemon game. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So I've been playing uh, around the holidays. I picked up for half off, picked up the, uh, what is it? The Pokemon Legends, as it Arceus, Arceus. I've pre- heard it pronounced 15 I think it's, ways. I think it's Arceus. 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 Whatever. So the only thing that's nice about that is actually we're unintentionally playing it as a family. I started playing it. My wife started playing it. My daughter started playing it. So, well, so that's one. Well, and then my youngest started playing it. So two out of the three kids. But it's just kind of nice that I don't know any of these Pokemon and I'm just kind of going through. And honestly, right now, I it's just kind of fun just literally running around and just catching stuff and trying to. Level my Geo dude up. I'm sorry, he just got. I just almost said promoted, evolved him to a graveler. So, but yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I know it's not like the other Pokemon games, but it's. I'm enjoying it. I don't know if anyone has any tips. I have no idea what I'm doing. So it's just like I don't. I gotta actually. It's been years since I played it, so I don't remember any of the details. But I do remember. It's been years. It came out last year. Right. That's what I said. yeah, yeah. I it's been years. a year since I played it. Okay, I think no, said years. And, uh, I'm sorry. No, but uh, I I did put in a hundred hours into it to hundred percent the decks. I did. I don't. I that's not that's not in my books. But uh, I did at least get. I did get past the first boss, so I'm I'm at least there. So, but I I don't know the whole. I'm starting to figure it out. I don't know. Like okay, I mean obviously you know water beats fire stuff like that. But I I have to have a web page marked on my phone to cheat and look it that's, up. That's I fair. I, had it, I still have to do that sometimes. It's okay. The more obscure, like, I don't know what's weak or strong against fairy. I don't know. I, <laughs> I got my butt wiped by a alpha Snorlax that's level 30 and that I came across. And I, I don't even know what to use on it. It said something fighting or something. I don't know. Yeah, fighting against normals is probably the Yeah, I don't have a fighting Pokemon yet. A fighter <laughs> fighting style one yet, so that just isn't going to go. And if you're so. if 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 it's 38 and you're like still in the 20s, you probably want to stay away a little bit longer. Yeah, but I managed <laughs> to take down that what's the giant the, the Rapidash? The Ponita. No, that's the Ponita, the evolved one. There's that one yeah, that's r- in the early Rapidash. Part. Yeah, Rapidash, sorry. I you know, it's like level 40 and I was like 
all my Pokemon are like in their 20s and I managed to catch that thing. So I'm just using that to go around and wipe things out and just level up all my other Pokemon that's with my party. That's exactly how I play every Pokemon. It's like you, yes, you are the chosen one. <laughs> Until I come across a bunch of water types ones and then I'm like, oh no. So. Yeah, I remember getting near the end of the game, I got, uh, I think it was a Garchomp. It was it was like one of the alphas. It was like level eighty five or eighty six. So I'm like, okay, you are now the, the highest level in my party. Grind, help grind everybody else. But I do have a question though, because I came across an alpha geo dude and I accidentally defeated it. It has not come back yet. Is that a one and done, or is it eventually no, I can possibly they'll come back? It might be time of day related. Or yeah, it's been a while, but it's. It, I'll have, I mean, I can. What, what did you have for breakfast that morning? <laughs> What's breakfast? Who knows? Turtles? What turtles? <laughs> oh, every go. every. Every time we have uh, every time we have potatoes at the house, that's what I do. My wife hates it. It's like, it's like, why are you doing this? I was like, oh, talking about potatoes. Potato. Oh no! Boil a mashed put them in stew. Uh anyway. Um, but anyway. outside of that, oh, yeah, just that's about all I've been playing. All right. Cool, Jesse. What about you? What have you been playing? All right, so this weekend I I did a, this in a live stream. I played various and television homebrew games. I did mention it last week that that was something I wanted to do, so I did it. The the uh, one of the games didn't work, like Junior Pac Man, just gave me a bad noise, and it, it, I could see the menu, but I didn't see the cursor to to select for the selection. So okay, I just skipped that one. But the like the 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 mainliner was a Intellivision port of Pitfall 2, which was functionally the same as the Atari 2600 version. So they, all the treasures, the map was exactly the same, and I was able to collect all the treasures. I died a number of times, so like a perfect score is 199,000. I ended this with 188,050 or something silly like that. But it was fun. Uh, so... Weird hitting the side button to jump. It's not something you want to do a lot. Okay. Um, next game I want to talk about quickly is I did pick up and start Pixel Lines 2 into the Puzzleverse. I think I'm interested in what you thought about this. I'm liking it so far. I'm almost done with the the pirate page of the thing we're supposed to do. Yeah, me too. For the story. I I prefer playing it handheld with, with the touchscreen to draw the lines instead of trying to use the cursor. Did you find the controls to be a little off after the first game? It felt the same same to me. For for me, I um maybe it's I been felt so like long they were, that they were either well, I mean, I had just played like I'd been kind of slowly making my way through the 500 extra puzzles uh uh-huh. version. And like for me, the cursor is either either way too fast or way too slow. When you try to change the settings, there's no in betwees. Oh, oh, like using the the D pad to move or or the the buttons to move the cursor. 
or hmm? that you're talking yeah, you talk so like you've got you've got the left stick that moves the cursor and then you can add the right stick and make it speed up but like the actual the actual left stick cursor movement actually feels too fast when it's set on medium and it's too slow oh. when it's set on low so there's there's no in between and so it kind of just feels like it's real slidey like it doesn't it doesn't feel the one time I did play it docked I used a pro controller and the D-pad. It'd be a lot of times where I, I tap left and it would move two or three spaces. Yeah, I could see that. So maybe it's related to what you're seeing. I haven't tried it with the actual sticks. Yeah, hmm. I prefer to play okay. that handheld. And I actually have a, a, a you know a pen that has a stylus tip that works great on the Switch. Oh, that's cool. That's that's a that's actually the, a really great way to play that game. That's probably the yeah. I think it's probably the best control method. Then the last game I wanted to talk about is a PSVR two game. Uh, this is a rental from GameFly called Townsman VR. It's kind of like a, a city builder. So this is definitely a Tim game. <laughs> game starts you off. You see this shipwreck in the middle of ocean of nothing else around you you are just these hands that are it's it's in like wearing leather gloves and plate mail uh gauntlet so <laughs> and then you are talking to another knight i think he says his name is sir clanks a lot or something like that um but you know he's a similar type of hands and a floating head with a helmet so he is, he is basically the one telling me what needs to be done, and then I go on to do it. So you start off going down and zooming yourself into into the into the water, picking up these pieces of wood that has fallen off the boat and putting them on the boat so people can fix it. And then they they get a sail up, and apparently you have to blow, which I didn't know there was a microphone in the VR headset, but apparently there is. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know so that. So once you bl- bl- blow it to get the the sail going, screen fades to black, loading, comes back, oh, now you're shipwrecked on this small island. And so you got to, you know, assign someone to be the, to chop down wood, then build a few buildings and one person has to hunt to make to get food and you do all this to eventually get a lighthouse that was busted down on the island in functional order which attracts a merchant ship and then he asks for i think 10 planks of wood as fare to get you off the island and that's so this is like 30 minutes in and that's as far as i've gotten so it's so really weird playing a god game where you were like literally picking people up and dropping them off where you want them to. It's like you, you, I want you to chop wood, so drop you down in front of a tree. Now you're a wood chopper, and just, you, just I want curious, you to be. Th- go ahead. Is this something where you can actually play like in long extended periods of time, or do you kind of play in like ten, fifteen minute chunks or something like that? Um, or you haven't, I haven't played long any- enough to. I have this game. I only played about half an hour. I think I've I've, I've played earlier in the week, like a game for two, not quite two hours, but I didn't have any problems with it. You know, that was 
you know, last week I talked about the last clock winder, and by default, if you want to rotate, it's set to 45 degree turns. So if I'm looking this way and tap right, then I'm now I'm looking this Thank way. You. Hit Thank right you. again. Yeah. I'm looking this way, and that's fine. Um, you can change it from from snapping turns to a smooth turn, where it will it'll pan pan like you'd normally expect a first person to to pan to play. That is not as good. That could make me sick if I look at that more than ten seconds. So I'm like, okay, back to snap mode. Do you go? <laughs> gotcha. So it hmm. d- d- depends on the game. Um, Alex asked if I'm liking the VR2. I am liking the VR2. I'm just hoping, you know, as I said last week, I don't like shooting games. I don't like spooky games, which does limit the game pool. So I'm hoping to find some, like, puzzle games, escape room games, things like that. That might be fun. Um, Adam Leonard gave uh, dropped me a suggestion in Twitter. Let's see if I can find what he said. Moss? which I think is Moss 1 and Moss 2 as a bundle. So I haven't purchased that one yet. But uh, that's probably... New artisanal sandwich simulators? Uh, no, artisanal I don't think there is sandwiches? one. I'm sorry. Maybe we can, maybe we can design one. <laughs> artisanal sandwich maker with Jesse Waldack of the Nintendo Mike, Dance. Get on Mike that. Yes. Let's, Mike let's yes. go. Is Tetris Effect on VR 2? Yes, it is. I have played it. Again, I didn't really like the the version on Switch. This one doesn't really change much. It it v, the VR effect is kind of cool, but still, if I want to play Tetris, I want my pieces to be different colors because that's more how I determine where I want them to fall as opposed to its shape. I look at the colors first, but with everything being the same color, I can't do that. So I really have to pay attention to the shape. I had this on PlayStation Four. I bought it on Switch. I'm probably buying it in VR for my MetaQuest. I, I just like Tetris. 3D. I don't know if oh, that's in VR. If they ever put Power Wash Simulator on the, the VR, I'm done. It's like I'm never coming back. I'm just you'll find me in the dadverse. Yeah. All Mike, right. Mikey also says I didn't know you can rent VR games on Gamefly. I think this is the only one, or at least this is the only one that wasn't a shooter. They might have had others. Because it's disc based, right? Yeah, yeah. You put you put the disc in; it will install into the system, and then you you play it like, you know, like I could have just bought it digitally as well, and it would be the same game. But yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh so I've been playing uh, Metroid Prime Remastered. I've finally been able to dip back into that a little bit. Uh, I haven't had a whole lot of game time. But what I have uh, had time to to do is play Planet Cube Edge, which is a brand new like uh, platformer shooter that's out right now on uh, the Switch, and it's very Meat Boy inspired, but also it has a lot of homage to the days of the Game Boy. Everything is monochrome. Uh, your pex- pixel art looks like it belongs on the Game Boy, except it's more smoothed out. But the the Gameplay is very Meat Boy. It's like you're in a room with a bunch of obstacles you got to get through. If you die, you start back at a, at a point. But then somewhere along the line, you also get a gun. And uh, so it's a very rudimentary storyline. You're playing, you're, the cube planet's invaded by aliens that are also cubes. And you go, uh, you're the only cube who can stop them with your photon cannon. You're the only and cube so- with hands. 
hold the gun? No, they they all have hands. It's just they're all uh, they're all really scared. So, except you, they're all, they're um, all baka. It's uh, it's I'm not even gonna uh, anyway. Uh, the um, the game gameplay is I mean it's very like I, like I said it's very Meat Boy inspired. So it moves a lot like like you would expect. The original Super Meat Boy to move, not the Super Meat Boy Forever. So, uh, really fast-paced platforming, very twitch-based, but it has levels. So, like, you know, the, in the in the beginning section is the invasion, and you're trying to get to the gun. And once you get it, you have to escape the facility. Something's chasing you. Uh, you're killing enemies, and it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and I think it's like twelve bucks right now on the Switch eShop for a few more days. So, if you like Game Boy and Meat Boy, you should go check that out. Uh, I've also been playing a very healthy dose of Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. We got a code for this. Uh, and so right now over on our YouTube channel, you can find at least, I think, the first level. I'm going to be doing a playthrough of every level or every world. Uh, and so, uh, it, like, there's not really much to say about it. It's like you, if you've played a 2D Kirby game, you know what to expect here. But this is like – it's – it's like Kirby perfection. All right. Like it's really well done Kirby. So extremely, extremely uh, great visuals. Uh, they've, they've really taken it up a notch with like the cell shading, um, you know, like the aesthetic there. Uh, the music's great. Um, Mary Magaland actually adds to the game instead of just being like throwaway mini games. They're fun. Uh, and it's really cool to unlock all that stuff and don't go in there and do the challenges uh, and all that. You actually unlock things in Magaland uh, with tickets that you find scattered throughout the levels and, and stamps and all kinds of other stuff. So it's it's like it's engaging. I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's all well done. Um, and the, the added like four player drop in, drop out co-op is really cool as well. Like, you know, that like your kids can drop in and you can be DDD or you can be Meta Knight or Waddle D. And then they can, when they're done, like, oh, I'm done. Well, you just press a button and they're gone. So how kid friendly is it like? Is it like 3D world when you're youngest one, you want to just kind of wring their neck out because they just keep taking all the. <laughs> yeah. So like, is um, it like, like when you're dealing with younger kids with platforming and you're just like, after a while, you're like, come on, just, just go in the bubble. Just stay in the bubble. Yeah, uh, I haven't played it too much in, in two-player, but I know this. Like, uh, it, the it, the game is very generous with its difficulty. All right. Okay. Uh, I mean, I know it's a Kirby game. I it's to, it's okay. also very it's also very generous with like the food power ups and stuff, and so you're frequently able to heal, hug each other, you know, and heal. Okay. But there's also a, a Magalore uh, help feature that you can turn on at the beginning of the game, where it gives you an entirely uh, separate, like another health bar. Oh, so wow. you have okay. two health bars instead of the first one. And I think that like, as far as like, if you're hardcore in it to like explore and find everything, then it might be a little frustrating with kids, but I don't but know just the play, it's, just the play. Okay. I think it's, it's a home run for families. I really, I right. really think so. Um, so yeah, I, I totally recommend it. Uh, World one video is up on uh youtube right now uh the other one is uh going to be coming out in the next few days and so i'm just going to go through the whole game 
Uh, and so you can watch it very just chunk by chunk. Let's play, see if it's for you. Uh, that whole first world, it's like a, it's a hundred percent run through. So I find all the energy spheres uh, and beat the boss. So you can watch along there, but I, I recommend this game um, after, you know, heavy doses of fire emblem and Bayonetta that we're getting here at the start of the year, this was a welcome break. So um and it and like it was really my only Nintendo game that I was really looking forward to first party uh, before they announced that Advance Wars is coming out next month. <laughs> it's like okay, so I, now I've got Kirby skip a month, then I've got uh, Advance Wars and Breath of the Wild two, and yeah, so we're good. So that's what we've been playing. Let's uh, turn on the community spotlight, shall we? <laughs> And when we turn on the community spotlight, obviously what we want to do is highlight uh, our guests and also your comments and questions. And Matt, since you're our guest tonight, how about, uh, let's just, like, how did you get into podcasting? How did you get into this whole, like, sphere of of, of people that we know and, and all that? How did it begin? How did I get in this little indie bubble is what you're asking me? Yeah, the podcast bubble. The the, the, the video game indie podcast I, bubble. Where's I, it at? I... I it all began many years ago, back when, uh, uh, I don't know, probably it's been eight years ago. I don't even know. It's one of those deals where I was used to have to drive for my job, and I had not driving an old 98 Jeep Cherokee at that point, and uh, their radio kind of went out on it. So I started finding podcasts because I was driving around, something to listen to, and eventually kind of wandered into... Um, you know, the whole video games, like searching for Nintendo stuff. And of course, usually most of the people in this community, they started with like married to the games, kind of funny. But for me, it's you dads that were actually the, the gate, the gateway drug for me. So, so after that, then eventually kind of found you guys. And then through that found, uh, you know, found Bobby uh, with his stuff. And it just kind of grown from there out of that whole community there. So but then awesome. now, and now I have my own podcast. I try to stream when my computer isn't blowing up, you know, so. I'm but you're in the now. process of building a new one. Yes. For the, once I get all my parts and I'm going to try to build something, I've never done it before. I got a little help from Lee, which you guys know from Phoenix Overdrive with Extra Life. So since he kind of oh, yeah. does that all the time, you saw his rig. Yeah. I want that monitor. <laughs> yeah. That five foot curve monitor or whatever it was. <laughs> Man, so, um, that thing was awesome. Yeah, and he yeah, said gonna... he, he was right in front of our our setup too. So we, we weren't looking at our TV; we were looking at his mo- the back of his monitor. I know. It's, I I tell you what, though, see a monitor like that, it's like you don't need three monitors. You get one of those, and it is your three monitors. That's yeah, it's nice. basically three monitors all side by side. Yeah, his might have been five. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, so yeah, that's that's it. So now I like I said, I try to stream. When now I got to stream directly off my Xbox and there we know Switch games. I, I, I'm on the Backlog Busters, the monthly podcast. That's why, if you notice, I wasn't playing current games because we're supposed to, you know, be busting our backlogs. But then I got like, I got like games and shrink wrap here. I mean, it's, 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 it's bad. It's really bad. This is all yeah, for, in shrink wrap. 
for the people in the uh, li- listening to the audio version, he just picked up like six um, Switch games and two see, or got three Xbox. Xenoblade games. Chronicles: Definitive Edition, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, Xenoblade Chronicles Three, Live Alive, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and Gold Patrol, Trials of Mana, Mana, Hails of Orion. It's it's bad. This is oh and Octopath Two, which I'm holding up with the steel case. Yeah, it's it's oh and. In the Contra collection, I even got that sitting here. It, it's it's bad. It's bad. So yeah, yeah. backlog backlogs. Backlogs build up very quick. So I haven't uh, bust them. I build them. That's all. Where can people find you on a regular basis if they would like to hear uh, the dus- dulcet tones of weights and measures on a regular basis? If you want to hear from your favorite inspector of weights and measures, uh, no, uh, backlog busters is on every podcast thing you can think of comes out monthly we're actually due to record again but my computer blowing up kind of set that back um you can find me on twitch uh, at twitch.tv slash skinny matt k generally i tend to stream sunday nights starting around 9 p.m eastern uh kind of play whatever i feel like playing unfortunately there's a lot of sea thieves that comes out in that so just be warned <laughs> yeah it's kind of like if you see jesse streaming you know it's going to be a puzzle game if you see matt streaming it's going to be Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Yeah, pretty much. That's, That's how it okay. Goes. That's okay. Well, guys, y'all head over and uh, find Matt. Go listen to the Backlog Busters. Uh, it's well worth your time. Uh, Matt, thanks again for being on the show. Uh, we're going to round out here with some questions and then uh, take it home, okay? So uh, you can uh, answer along, too. We want you to. So uh, here are some questions from email that we got this week or just questions in general. Dwayne's Games says this. Breath of the Wild is one of the few Switch games that I think is underpriced at $60. I don't have any issue with Tears of the Kingdom going for $70. I will be buying a new physical physical copy. For those balking at the $70 price of Tears of the Kingdom, there are a couple of solutions beyond digital vouchers. For Link's Awakening HD, I waited a month and then bought that one used for just under $45, including shipping. You may have to wait a bit longer and pay a bit more, but used copies will appear. For non-collectors, you could also buy it new and then just sell it when you're finished. If you easily, you'll easily get most of your money back. These are obvious alternatives, but are worth mentioning when discussing the price of expensive titles. As games move to the digital realm, we will no longer have to uh, a way to loan them out, trade with friends, resell them, or buy used copies. Uh, so that was more of a comment than anything. But we appreciate you writing in, Dwayne. Uh, Matt, do you agree with him? As, I mean, do you, do you think that uh, seventy dollars? We've we've talked about it already. We'd just love to hear your opinion. I bought Chrono Trigger when it came out. I got it as a gift, and I think it was eighty five dollars back then. Mm. Just about the equivalent, about ninety five dollars today, if I'm not mistaken. So it probably more like one hundred and thirty. Well, I've always felt <laughs> that people are going to charge what they want. If you don't want what they charge, you don't buy it. Vote with your wallet. Period. Yeah. Yep, I think that's what we said. We settled it uh, a couple weeks ago when that was announced. Uh, Quag311 says this, I really enjoyed the discussion about music two weeks ago. I wanted to ask the forum, what was your first concert growing up? Uh, so let's start there because he has a, this is a series of questions. All right. So uh, Matt, what was your first concert growing up? The first concert I went to, this wasn't one that I went to on my own. This was one of the ones where my family went, so I was drug along with them. It's one I can remember, but it was actually an oldies fest. Uh, back when I was probably in like seventh grade. James Brown, Beach Boys, Jan and Dean, The Grassroots, 
the turtles yeah I and like many, that. many many more so it actually was actually it's actually a good show dude I was so afraid that I was going to have to say that answer and be the only one. (laughs) But I also went to an oldies concert with my parents. It's the only concert I've ever left where I did not have hearing issues like leaving the building. Uh, They tried to get a beach ball going during it and like it landed by this old man and he just looked at it and then turned around and nobody's standing up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was the best. It was it was really great. Um, and it was you're right. It was good music. It wasn't those artists. Like I, I want to say that like there was a there was a band there, Captain and Tennille, and that was like the big Captain act. and Tennille. Wow, that was like the big act. But that, that that's was yacht rock right there. Oh, they they really they thought it was cool. There's some Christopher Cross too. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't even can't remember. It was like my senior year of college or not. I mean, of high school, like junior or senior year of high school. I can't remember. Jesse, what about you? First concert. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who it was. I know like I think my senior year in high school, well, the band kind of brought in this, well, one of the singers from the sixties who, uh, was, you know, I was just trying to make money, I guess, uh, <laughs> and had had a show at our high school, uh, and I honestly don't remember even who he was. It was it was he, he sung in the 50, late fifties, early sixties, Sabbath era. Uh, I can so again, not very memorable, but that was <laughs> I in other. I did see a Shania Twain show in concert, and I did see uh, Boys to Men when they were not great, and that show was not great. <laughs> it was past their prime. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, that's I, when they were treated and they were down a body. Probably, yeah, probably. So yeah, again, I, I'm not no, normally not a fan of going to concerts just because of you know, as you guys mentioned, how loud it was, and I just don't like being around a lot of that a lot of people. So <laughs> okay, um, here is. Oh, and I did see a Weird Al show. Uh, my, oh, uh, I did. Yes, Weird nice. Al puts an amazing show. I saw Weird Al for free at the Tennessee State Fair. And my buddy tried to crowd surf, and uh, they just looked at him, and he fell through them and hit the ground. Uh, it was great. Uh, but he came out and did every costume. He had the fat suit. He had the Jedi robes. He had everything. It was Michael Jack. I mean, everything. So cool. So cool. Um it was around the time that uh, Running with Scissors was out. So, like, he closed with um, the the episode one song. Yeah, I think this was, I think, probably 2018, 2019, or just before the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Uh, he had a so lot more material he, then. Yeah, but he, he didn't do any costume changes. Uh, to, uh, I was really surprised that he did the costume changes, like, and I mean, they did comedy bits all the way through it. Like at one point, he pulled out a revolver and shot his keyboard player, and they had just they just had another guy come out <laughs> and take his place. <laughs> and he laid there. He laid there for the, like the entire rest of the show. It was during, it was almost like the last song or something, you know. He, yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, such a good time. So to follow up that question, here it is: What was your first album purchased? And was it vinyl, cassette, or CD? And how many times have you seen that artist? Mm. I, I think mine would have been a Weird Al 
cassette. I you know what mine was. It was actually the Ghostbuster soundtrack on cassette. Oh, can I, I? So if we're counting the very first cassette or whatever that we purchased with our own money, all right, uh, then it was the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rap. Uh, album nice. that was sold at no, it was sold at Pizza Hut. Oh, a lot. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, Turtles on tour. Like they went on tour. There was a tour. I didn't see them. They didn't come to Nashville. <laughs> Whatever they did, like my my parents were like, God, we're not going to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. So Mario on ice. Yeah, Mario, yeah, Mario and I saw him again. I, I think it was even worse. Was the first one I bought. Then I went back to buy his older stuff, and then I kept on buying his new stuff as they came out. Okay. Yeah, uh, I do remember the first CD I ever received was it's Garth Brooks' The Hits. My first CD I ever bought was Alice in Chains' Jar of Flies. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Hate myself with that reference. Okay. Do you remember when you could go into Walmart and you could buy CD singles or buy CDs at all? You remember oh. that? CDs? Yeah. I, rem- I remember yeah. they had CDs. I didn't know they had singles. My, my Walmart had a, had a section for singles. Like you I can did. buy like. I remember you know, cassette singles, not CD singles. No, they, they yeah, had the CD like, singles. Someone really didn't want the 45s to go away, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's so weird to go into Walmart now and be like, Here's the electronic section, right? I remember going in and having these like big things of video games that you could scroll through, you know, and and the CD section, everything. And now they've got record players and they have selections of records at at our our Walmart. Walmart, Target. What's funny is uh, because for work the other week, I was in a Best Buy. They actually have, you know, they had some vinyl and some record players, but there's no CDs. These have like half the story speed, just CDs and movies. Yes, uh, yeah, the whole middle section of a Best Buy used to just be cities and movies, and then um, iTunes came along and killed that, right? <laughs> uh, Quag says this. You can probably guess mine. It was 311, because Quag 311, right? I saw 311 first when I was 15. My first album was 311 live on CD, and I've seen them 17 times. They are, as John Al- Oliver immortalized them, the Beatles of rap rock. Jeez, Last year was- at their... Last year at their 311 day show in Vegas, March 11th, they sold limited edition Super Mario 3 and Link to the Past t-shirts as well. Such a fun band. Um, so sad I remember my, four times. I remember my mom telling me that one of the 45s that she had was they're coming to take me away. Aha. Now, do you know what the side B is of that? Is it another one drives the bus? No. By now? Because I know at one time he was like him and Doctor Domino. No, no, the, no, this isn't this isn't Weird Al. This is no, this is before I don't, that. I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know who the artist is, but the side B is the same song backwards. Uh, oh boy! Ah, um. uh-uh. <laughs> oh, I and uh, I, I bought I have it on I'm in my iTunes collection. I should. He said, can't wait to hear what you have to share. Have a great week. Can I just throw this out here that right now that I love getting questions about non-Nintendo stuff. And so y'all throw them to us. Like we, we (laughs) want to, you know, anyway. um, It's Napoleon's ghost. 
Okay. You turn that witchcraft off right now. All right. We're going to go. Golly. I'm going to have to. Anyway, throw some holy water on that or something. Jeez. Uh, like, here's some. Our youngest daughter hates it. Uh, it sounds. It's so weird. Jeez, I wonder why. Uh, I have no idea why. Here's some questions from Discord. Do you have any pets? Let's start there. Do you have any pets? My house is a zoo. Don't, yeah. You don't talk about your kids like that. Plus, well, I mean, I, I keep them. In, I let them out of the cages every now and then. How many, how many pets do you have in your house? Let's see. We, I got I to gotta walk this. We have the rabbit. Uh, we have the cat. We have my son's service dog. We now have a fish, beta, and then my daughter's pup. All right, so five. And, oh, and the the six chickens in the backyard. If you oh. want to count those as pets, Whoa. those aren't. That only doubles. Totally. Count. If you have to, if you have to keep, if you have to feed them and clean up after them, and and you know, it's a pet. We just. Do so they at eggs. least give you eggs? Yeah, my well, wife. They're she, getting old enough to do that now. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron hates. We have a dog, and she's like, ah, she's not a pet person. But then you should hear her talk to her chickens. She's like, oh my little chickies, I love oh. you, and I'm like. And I told her, I said, the only reason you love those chickens is because they're giving you something. And she's like, well, yeah. And at least she knows. <laughs> so we have, so, so yeah, we have a dog. Uh, its name is Luna. It was uh, rescued from the pound because it was found at the local garbage dump in a garbage sack as a puppy. Oh. And thrown mm. it at the landfill. And uh, it got rescued. And uh, at the shelter, they called her loudmouth lunatic uh, because she just barks constantly. Like it sometimes it's just like Luna. There is nothing for you to be barking at. So they shortened her name to Luna uh, and she is uh, part shepherd. So she escorts us down the driveway every time we leave. She um, w- like she hates for any other animal to be around the house. When we get there, we put up a fence in our backyard because we put a pool there a few years ago. Uh, Part of our insurance regulation was to have a chain link fence around it, but there are some bushes back there that these birds like to get in and it drives her nuts that she can't scare away the birds. (laughs) And she's, it's the weirdest dog. All right. Cause here's the thing. Like she wants your love and affection, but it's because she was abused. She also doesn't still, Hard for her to trust. Um, and, but so you'll pull into the carport, right? And you'll you like, you'll know she's there because she's near the carport as you pull in. But then she will stand behind the car just so that you know she's there, but you can't see her. <laughs> like you can see her legs sticking out underneath the car or her tail wagging. But if you try to get back there to her, she walks around to the other side. It's just like, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, I'm, I've got this. I'm protecting you. <laughs> Fantastic dog. Fantastic dog. But we don't do indoor pets because I'm actually allergic to pet dander. So cats are the worst for me. I can't like, if you have pets in your house, um, there's a chance that I cannot be in your house. Unfortunately, yeah, you wouldn't be able so, to be in mine, <laughs> right? So, what do you two, have, Jesse? I have two two cats and a German Shepherd Husky mix. We I call a German Shusky that sheds year round because 
has basically two coats of fur. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Here's the second part of this question. Have any of your pets ever destroyed any of your video game consoles or games or accessories? My, I remember our, our dog before star, her name was angel. She got into Matthew's, uh, it was like, I don't remember which game it was. It was uh, the Gen 4 Remix. It was a a Gen... Dang it. It was gold or silver. It was like the Gen 4 remakes of a Gen 2 game. And the dog just chewed up the cart. Oh. Mm. Uh, The the closest thing I could say probably happened is we did have another dog uh, named Alex for the because it was a female dog. It was my son's dog. He named her for the Minecraft character, Alex. Um, she had a penchant for chewing things up. And one day I had ordered a uh, expansion for a board game and came back and found it all over the yard. Mm. It had gotten delivered. And I had specifically left a note that said, UPS put high up, put packages high. They didn't. So they got to replace that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that nice. was not good. Uh, he says also, uh, and maybe this maybe this is not for everybody, but it may be for me. Who would be your favorite WWE wrestler or favorite match of all time? And if you could see a match between any wrestlers of any time in wrestling history, what dream match would you set up and why? I'd love to see a match between Mr. Perfect and Rob Van Dam. They were two performers. Uh, I'm going to take point on this one. Um, I probably my favorite wrestler of all time, just bottom line is Brett, the Hitman Hart. All right. Back in the eighties is the Hitman was the man. If it's not him, it's Shawn Michaels because he was incredible in the ring. Uh, And they did have several matches against each other, but if I could see a dream match right now between any two wrestlers or any tag team, this is who it would be. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim Neidhart in their prime as the Hart Foundation versus FTR, uh, who is uh, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. They're in AEW right now, and uh, they are an old-school style tag team, like back when tag team wrestling back in the 80s. Uh, I would love to see Bret Hart and the Anvil versus FTR. And if Mikey's listening still, I know he's probably – nodding his head along with me. It would be an amazing match. Any of you guys have anything to add to this? Are you wrestling fans? The last time I watched any quote-unquote professional wrestling, there was wrestlers like, you know, George the Animal Steel, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah, the 80s. Junkyard Dog. It's been a long time. Yeah. still had the mouth of the South standing around the ring. and Oh, oh. Jimmy Hart, baby. Yep. So it's I but I I never real my brother used to watch it so I okay. was always, I was always a fan of the junkyard dog but as in terms of that I never really was got good. into it so he was good okay name someone else who's gonna wear a chain around their neck nowadays come on uh in the ring I mean in the ring most of my wrestling is from like uh late eighties early nineties and then kind of early two thousands. So, like, with the Triple H, The Rock, you know, that era. Oh, it's the good stuff. Uh, uh, 
Mick, you know, Mick Foley is like what, what, another one I liked. But I think my probably my favorite, if I were to say my favorite wrestler, would probably be uh, Ultimate Warrior or uh, Jake the Snake pre Cobra. Oh, Jake the Snake, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know enough to m- make a match, so I'll stop there. You you need to go, Je- Jesse. Since you love the Ultimate Warrior so much, here's what I'm gonna recommend for you: go look up. There's a, on YouTube his his promo. It was before WrestleMania. I think I think it was him versus Hulk Hogan, and he talks about. I mean, he's out of his head. He it's it you, the Ultimate Warrior's promos used to scare me to death as a kid because I was it's like veins are sticking out, and he's like. <laughs> You know, and, like sucking in his, air and everything. His face paint wouldn't survive an interview. No, much no. less a match. In, in this one, in this interview, <laughs> in this interview, he talks about being flying to WrestleMania, <laughs> being in the plane with Hulk Hogan, and there's this part where he talks about bursting into the cockpit, knocking out the pilot, and then he's like, he's he, and he's like punctuating every sentence with Hulk Hogan. He's like, he's like. Go in the cockpit, Hulk Hogan. Take the controls, Hulk Hogan. Make the plane nosedive, Hulk Hogan. He's like, he's literally talking about crashing a plane and killing Hulk Hogan on national television. It's, yeah, he can't do that anymore. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, you, you can, but anyway, that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was like, it was such a shame. It's not gonna last long if you do. A few years ago, he like they inducted him into the WWE Hall of Fame, and like he he was at WrestleMania the weekend they inducted him in the Hall of Fame. He was on Monday Night Raw, and then he went home and died the next day. It was like like just out of the blue, crazy. Uh, but Ultimate Warrior was also nuts. Like certifiably nuts. That's uh, probably why and, I liked him so much. In the uh, in the end, like like the last you know decade or, or so of his life, he tried to establish his own religion uh, that stemmed from a comic book that he tried to sell about himself. Uh, <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's a wild ride there. I think he 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 believed his own lies. He made he drank his own Kool Aid. Um, yeah. Mikey. Speaking of uh, Mikey Burgett, uh, he asks us this question. He says, we're about a month out from the release of the Mario Brothers movie, so it's time for predictions. I wanted to get y'all on the record about what you predict the box office hall will be. Uh, First, the average uh, box office hall for an Illumination film is $672 Do you think the Mario movie will do over or under that? So what do you think? Oh, definitely. Over or under? Oh, it's going over. It's absolutely over. going over. It's that there's 60, six, 672 million is like the first month. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, he says, second, there have been nine animated films not adjusted for inflation that have made a billion dollars. Do you think Mario will be number 10? Mm. I think he's got a good chance. Yeah. Uh, and his, his third question is linked to that. Uh, he says, finally, what is your worldwide total guess for Mario? And do you think it can top Frozen 2 as the top animated film at the worldwide box office? Now, just for um, your information, Frozen 2, as of today, 
uh, as sitting at $1.437 billion worldwide. I don't, I don't think it'll top that. Apparently the live action Lion King does not count as animated. So that's why it's not there. The, in, even though in some lists you will see it, I think it's more like 1.6 billion. You don't, you don't think it'll top this? I don't think so. Uh, you know, that that was a prediction Marty and I both made in January that we think it would. Here, here's the deal. I think if it doesn't, it's going to be second place. It, Absolutely. It, I mean, do you think, so you think it'll top Frozen then, just not Frozen 2? I don't. I, the thing is, as much as as rena- you know, beloved Mario is, it's still kind of niche because I don't know. I I said stuff about people working. Like, why would you go see that? Some of my coworkers. So I'm like, okay. So I mean, outside of our bubble, it's not as big as everybody thinks it is. Mm. I've talked to several people. It's like, yeah, maybe we'll just probably wait till it comes to the streaming or something like that, which I'm assuming will count towards revenue on that, which can make a difference, but. Yeah. I don't know I, if it's against short box. I don't know if it goes against box office. Right? You know, we got the Nintendo fans, and then they got the children who will like any Illumination movie. And and there's going to be a lot of people, Nintendo fans, long time Nintendo fans, who see this multiple times, right? So you got to account for that. But you may be right. Um, you you may very well but be. You know right. what? Yeah. They're you know what Nintendo wants? They're pushing for a good movie with more Switch sales. Uh huh. Well, and they're also pushing for a good movie that doesn't leave their name in the dirt, like the original like, Super Mario Brothers movie. Like they don't want movie. They don't want one where the lead actor is admitted to being drunk on set. That too. But yeah. We talked about this on another podcast I was on. Who's like Bob Hoskins admitted that he spent most days on the Super Mario set blitzed out of his mind. Yep, he doesn't even remember filming parts of it. I don't blame him. Like he says, the highest grossing Illumination film is Minions at 1.157 million billion. It may it may go over that. Yeah, I, I think it's I, I I do think that it's going to be uh, Illumination's most popular movie of all time. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm planning that, I'm awesome. planning on seeing it with my family. So that's that's like eight tickets there. Um, the the Friday night because we will be in Texas because my our my nephew is getting married the next day, and now that we're being able to see it on Wednesday, I'm I'm probably going to see it by myself on Wednesday, but I plan on seeing it on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. then so so I'll be watching it at least twice. We'll see it eventually, probably after the I won't go during the first Mad Rush first weekend, so. I probably said a week, then take all five of us. So, I think I'm going to have to go see it on Wednesday because I, I don't want to be spoiled. And my son, his birthday is Easter, and so for his birthday, he just wanted to take some friends and go get some pizzas and go see the Mario movie. So we uh, contact like it's showing at our local little one screen theater, and I called him and I was like, "Can we just reserve a row?" And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's like 10 seats. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just paying him for it. And we're going to, every, you know, he gets to invite. I mean, it's me and him and my wife and my daughter. So he gets to invite five friends and they're going to go see the Mario movie. So, yeah. Not a bad deal. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll, it, it's going to be exciting. But I, <laughs> here's the thing. 
he can't, neither of my kids can shut up during anything when they, like when we're watching something. And so I'm going to go see it first because I know what's coming. Right. I, I, and I've already told my wife, I'm like, they're sitting at that end of the row and I'm on the aisle on the opposite end because I can't, (laughs) I can't take it. Can't take it. Uh, Anyway. Uh, 16-Bit Nomad asks, with Prime Remastered doing so well, will Nintendo see the light and release more GameCube remasters? And he lists some examples here. Luigi's Mansion, Odama, Custom Robo, etc. Could they even be considering remakes of earlier titles? What if they remade Golden Sun or Super Mario Advance 3 from the Game Boy Advance? Hard to tell what Hmm. Nintendo will learn from this. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. They're just remas- They're just remastering at a budget price to push a new product in the future. Get the mm. new ones hooked. So you think that's what it is? Metroid Prime Remastered exists because they want hype for Metroid Prime 4. It's the only reason. They'd have no other reason to release it. So Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp exists because they're going to release Advance Wars 3. Okay. I was talking in particular about Metroid, but yes. No, I, I mean, but I mean, with remasters, I mean, they've been doing them with the Zeldas. I mean, yeah. But outside of the mainline stuff, I'm going to put it that way. I mean, here, here's what I see. Uh, a lot of people have called for a remake of Golden Sun. A lot of people have called for remakes of. Um, but isn't of, Golden Sun coming to the NSO? It is, and that's what I was going to say. They've, they've, like, yeah, they people, people have called for remakes of Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. This is your remake. You're getting it yep. on the Switch. You're getting it. You're it's. You're um, getting it I can't see Luigi's Mansion being remade after they just remade it for 3DS, uh, unless they start doing some things where they're offering those late 3DS games on the Switch. Like if we get uh, Samus Returns and. Uh, maybe Warrior oh, wears gold. Returns or the return of Samus. You're you're kind of right. Look, if they do zero mission, then every Metroid game is playable on the Switch. Well, except for Prime Two and Three, they'll they'll come eventually. I really, <laughs> I, in fact, I saw a news article this week that said the artist, uh, one of the head artists of Metroid Prime Remastered, is campaigning for two and three, like to just go, like let me have it, I'll I'll do it. So uh, that kind of tells me but they're not in the pipeline. And say if he's campaigning for it, there was yeah. But I, I it's going to be interesting when Nintendo releases their sales figures to see where Prime Remastered falls. I I still think the. Biggest thing, I think the smartest thing they did with that shadow drop was pricing it forty bucks. Because now mm-hmm. instead of people paying sixty dollars, let's leave it at that, they're double dipping at forty a piece and getting eighty out of it. Yep. I admit that today I wanted to buy a physical copy when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's mm, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that I think what Matt is saying is absolutely right. Remasters come to enhance future product. Yep. And so I I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest with you. After playing part partly playing like the Minish Cap and Superstar Saga uh, on the Game Boy Advance, I would not be mad at all if we got a Minish Cap remake. But I also wouldn't be mad at all if we got a Mario and Luigi collection for the Switch. We're still missing the best remake we could have, remaster we can have, and that's Thousand Year Door. So that's the one everybody wants right there. You're right. You're right. 
You're exactly right. Um, who knows if that'll ever happen? Because there's no way to play it other than on the GameCube. Nope. Nope. Unless they add GameCube games and they add Thousand Year Door. So there you go. Uh, he also asks us this. We all know a, a, a new system is in the pipeline. Many believe that this new system will be backwards compatible with the Switch library. My question is, will it still offer backwards compatibility for physical Switch games or just for digital? Nintendo is the master when it comes to compression and getting the most out of space. But with game files being bigger and bigger, could Nintendo go with a new physical format for their next-gen system and not retain the proper slot for the Switch carts? I think they're going to stay with the same form factor because, if, you know, the the current carts can go up to 32 gig. The future generation may be able to go up to 64 gig. It doesn't take a lot of space. You know, I have a one terabyte micro SD card that is smaller than a cart. <laughs> so I think, you know, so either they'll do the 3DS route, backward compatible with the DS, yeah. with the same slot, or they'll do like the DS GBA backwards compatibility and have two slots that whatever one you act you activate is the one that's in use and it knows which mode to be in at that point. But yeah, I, I think physical backward compatibility is still a must. It can't be digital only. You don't think they'll do the thing with the new 3DS where you get those five games that can't be playable? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure there'll definitely be well, the, switch you, switch games that will be switch two only. Yeah, that's that true. can't be played in the original. But, but and there may be one yeah. or two games that can't go forward, like Labo, due to physical constraints. And but you know, just like just like PS4 to PS5, not 100 percent compatibility, but like 98. I think we're looking at that with a switch to switch two. I don't. I mean, honestly, if they're going to keep with the quote switch family. It'd be dumb of them for to not have any form of backward compatibility. So, I think right. with the amount of games that are out there and stuff that people have spent money on for this system, I think it's dumb for them not to do backward compatibility. But what do I? But know, I mean, right? look what what do we know? Look what Sony did. So, yeah, I absolutely. Um, God, I'd love for them to stick with the the same format, but I don't see how they can do it. Right. Yeah, it's definitely starting to show its age. Uh, last question so, here today for what they can do, uh, like some micro SD cards have additional pins to allow for uh, you know, faster transmits, even though it's still small. You know, the new cart still might have extra pins that will be that'll work with Switch 2 that. You know, obviously they won't connect on a Switch One, and will still work, but will just be a little bit slower. So that's that's still, you know, with the same form factor. That's, I think something like that's still possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last question here from Darth Platypus: If you could design, I, I, I do too. It's fantastic. <laughs> Ah, Darth Platypus. Uh, <laughs> if you could design a sheet uh, or a, a sheet, if you could design a set of Joy-Con based on your favorite game or character, what would you go with? Oh. Mega Man. Mega Man Joy-Con. Uh, see, the, the, the easy answer would say Luigi, but they've already kind of done that to a point. Have uh, they, though? Have they? 
Hmm. I, I kind of like to see like a black and gold Zelda inspired one, similar to like what the Wii U, uh, the the, mm. the, 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 the Wii, Wii U gamepad looked that was released in 2014. Or 2013. I, I, I honestly, the, there's too many options because my mind goes kind of to it's not a Nintendo IP. I've been trying to figure something out with Chrono Trigger to look like a <laughs> frog. <laughs> uh, Robo. <laughs> Come on, frog. Oh my gosh. Robo inspired Joy Cons would be awesome. <laughs> yes. I love it. Uh, Mega Man, Mega Man Joy Cons though. It's gotta be, gotta be Mega Man. Is light blue and dark blue? Uh, I would say probably. Uh, yes, like the back of it be a, a darker shade than the front, which is lighter. You have some uh, yellow accents, either the buttons or maybe the sticks. Um, is, you've is got going to offer some Mega Man One box art art in the back. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not. Uh, Maybe have a little like a little silhouette insignia of beat to rush on one of them, you know, like in silver. I don't know. I I just want Mega Man Joy-Cons. Well, guys, that is Nintendo Dads episode 416. We want to thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, We also want to thank Matt for hanging out with us and coming in clutch tonight to uh, help round out the cast, man. Thank you so much. And y'all be sure to go over and check out Backlog Busters. And uh, you can find him on uh, most social media, too, by calling him Skinny Matt, uh, which I think is hilarious uh, that basically you have weighed and measured yourself in your own screen <laughs> name. Uh, <laughs> so, Matt, thanks for, uh, thanks for being uh, on the show tonight. We appreciate you. No, thanks for having me. It's been, it's been a good time. Absolutely, absolutely. We always want to be all like a a sit down with old friends when guests come on. Uh, As we close out the show, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, RJ Kern, and Jacqueline Amira. We also want to say a huge thanks to everyone who is uh, subscribing to us over on patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads is a friend of the show and has access to discord and a whole lot more. You can check it out by going over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads for yourself. Uh, we also want to say uh, a huge thanks to the almost 6,700 people who follow us on YouTube, three people away from 1,400 followers on Twitch, and also big thanks to 17 Twitch subscribers who also get access to our Discord community and activities because they use their Twitch Prime subscription uh, to become uh, or to get access there. <laughs> you can get 20% off your Manscaped order uh, and free shipping with the code NENDAD. So head over to manscaped.com and get yourself something nice, real nice. And uh, be sure to check out nintendodads.org where you can find po- uh, Spotify podcast feeds for our show as well as the other NENDADS family of podcasts, including Game Pass News, Dads After Dark, the Retro Logic family of podcasts, and so much more like our YouTube videos, tweets, uh, links to our Extra Life campaign, our Patreon, and our social media, and merch. Coming back, folks. We promise. One of these days, we're going to find a design they don't take down, and then you'll be able to buy it. <laughs> you can find us in most places like Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Just type in Nindads or Nintendo Dads. And you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS. That's 929-256-32- 
Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And a reminder, wherever you download this podcast in its audio form, be sure to give us five stars and a written review. Tell people you like us. Say what you like about the show. It helps push us up the charts and helps people find the show so they can become friends as well. For me, for Jesse and Matt, as well as the absent Tim and Justin, this has been episode 416. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Do you know who I am? Nintendo Dads. Hot <laughs>